0: What is up, Abby? What's
1: oh, up? How's it going?
0: So for anyone who does not know Abby, Abby has been in the internship with me and she's been doing that for the last 12 weeks or so. Abby is a physical therapy student, physical therapy school student at University of Pittsburgh. And correct? Or am yes, I losing my right. mind? <laughs> yeah. I was like University was, of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I had I had a brief mental. Fart and I was like, holy shit, is she it's in school in Pittsburgh or Maryland? And then I was like, okay, wait a second here. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah,
1: yeah. School in Pittsburgh did my last time in Maryland.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So um Abby, I will let you take it away now. And I'll let you give the uh the longer intro and bio. And then I will kind of, you know, take it from there and let people know where exactly you fit into this equation, especially like with P2 and how your your physical therapy experience can potentially bridge into some more cool stuff about cosplay, which I think is going to be a better part of the conversation. So take it away, Abby. Tell people about yourself.
1: So um, like Bryce kind of said, like my name is Abby. I am a physical therapy student at Pittsburgh, um, University of Pittsburgh. I'm a third year. So my final year wrapping up my last two clinical rotations, just finished the one yesterday methods to for tomorrow. Um, but I'm also a cosplayer and bodybuilder. I don't compete or anything like that, but I train like a bodybuilder. I train for cosplay. Um and yeah, I've been doing it for the past couple of years. Just started cosplaying less than a year ago, but I've been lifting like for the majority of my young adult life and cosplay has really kind of like reignited my fire for it. And I'm really just like interested um, in helping cosplayers kind of achieve their goal physiques and establishing better healthy habits and self-confidence for later in life too. I am also a fitness coach and have my CSCS for that as well.
0: No, yeah, I think that the, the cosplay part, we're going to put a pin in because that's going to be the most interesting part of the conversation. I think it's probably going to be something we're we're both going to have a good time talking about. But um, Abby has been in the internship with me, like I mentioned, for the, the past 12 weeks or so. Uh, I did want to talk about how you were like the first person to apply to our internship. I think was that last year, or a couple of years ago, whenever we first launched it. And I remember hearing about you because Chris had a conversation with you. I think he was like the initial interviewer. And yeah. he had told me about this girl named Abby, who was like, super excited to do this internship with us. And she was Basically, this awesome candidate. And he really wanted to, to choose her and bring her on. And I was like, I don't know. I, I really like this other Tyler Yee guy. I think that <laughs> like I'm I think I'm gonna choose him. I think he's better. And then turns out like Tyler actually is a coach for us now. And then you ended up becoming an intern a little bit later down the road. So it's just funny how that shakes out. But like, what was the uh the initial impetus for you to apply to our internship like way back in the day?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I kind of called Chris in the initial call, like I always like liked the way that P2 carried themselves on social media. Um, I feel like I feel like maybe baby's gotten a little bit better, but like I feel like fitness, Instagram in particular, can be a lot of um, combativeness and a lot of like, not necessarily like a lot of ego and not really necessarily like trying to really maybe the intention is to help people. I feel like a lot of other people on the platform don't end up doing that because they end up arguing with other people about like the most optimal way to train your bicep or whatever. And like, yeah, there's like some validity to certain stances when it comes to training and stuff. But I feel like P2 really does a good job of um, pointing to both sides of arguments or like being respectful in discourse in general. And that really appealed to me. I also really just liked the content I had seen from you, P2, Chris, everyone associated beforehand and agreed with a lot of the training philosophies themselves too. And I knew that I had more to learn as a coach, as a PT student. I don't really feel like we get very much um, good educa- education on like strength conditioning or exercise dosing in PT school actually. So I wanted kind of a more, pers- a different perspective on that from P2.
0: No, yeah, that's awesome. And like, I think that The social media discourse, the social media representation, the business aspect of social media and like how you have to weigh all of those things. I think that might be a whole nother conversation that I want to have at some other point, because that is really, I think, important. It's important to talk about. But I do want to bridge off of the last thing that you were talking about, which is PT school and You mentioned that PT PT school does not necessarily prepare you for a lot of the things that you are going to see in the real world, especially if someone is going into like physique sports, they're going into bodybuilding, they're going into some of like the extremes. And I hate to say extremes because like just improving your physique as a, a recreational lifter doesn't have to be an extreme, but you know, there are a lot of things that fall within Uh, a normal gym bro trying to get bigger biceps that falls closer to the bodybuilding spectrum of mindset than it does to like potentially the clinician, like the clinician and the PT school mindset. So for you, what has your experience been so far with PT school and what are like some of the pros and cons that you've seen since you've been there and potentially how do you compare that with what you've experienced in the real world since you have been in the fitness scene, you have been in the bodybuilding scene as well. Yeah. So,
1: um, uh i think generally like the pros would be like networking opportunities mentorship getting your license in general um having more formalized education uh having more of kind of the medicalized things i feel like as far as the anatomy we learn the detail of it learning more about the nervous system and what fire is what has been really i think unique to pt school that i might not have really unless i really really put in the effort to seek out myself as like an online fitness coach i might not have gotten that, or I definitely would not grasp it as quickly, mostly the neuro side of things. Um, but I do think that there's an issue with PT school where they don't really teach you um, exercise prescription, even in a the therapeutic sense. Uh, the only really time we really talked about exercise prescription was an elective I took called Advanced Therics. Um And even in that elective, like we spent an entire, not an entire day, but we spent a significant portion of a lecture talking about how um, tibia angle can change whether a movement is knee dominant or hip dominant and a physical therapy is a doctorate level degree so it just felt kind of like ridiculous to me like i'm spending my time spending my money talking about something that i learned like 6 years ago yep. just as a trainer um so i think like the general um disconnect with that is like pt's like aren't really well educated on that type of stuff unless they are like um, doing it out of their own volition, if they, I mean, like a lot of CTs do have a lot of interest in those type of things, they lift themselves and things like that. And I think it's trending in the right direction, but it's trending a, it's trending more towards like a just load it mentality, where you know every structure can adapt, your vertebrae can get like wolf's law plus of that, where if you load a bone, it's gonna get stronger, it's gonna um, become more dense. Um. But there's also like some value in PT score when it comes to biomechanics side of things where like if you do like have a more active population and they are training, they are loading it, then you need to take biomechanics into consideration. And like, obviously, something's not moving the way it's supposed to be going. Something's not firing the way it's supposed to be going. Um, So, sorry, that's a really convoluted answer to your question. No, no, you're you're okay. (laughs) Because
0: I I think that like what you said there is actually... um, pretty closely related to my experience with exercise science whenever I went to school. And I I didn't go to to physical therapy school, but I did have a pretty, pretty closely paralleled takeaway whenever I was in school, especially whenever I was also doing some like real world stuff Mm -hmm. while being in school. And for me, it felt very much like a conscious decision from the top down with the curriculum with the the syllabus that was being put out and with what we were being taught to almost not talk about some of the things with like bodybuilding some of the things with mm-hmm. with more mainstream but niche aspects and and relevances of of fitness and especially for my case exercise science for your case physical therapy it felt to me like it was a a conscious decision that was coming top down that we are going to focus on the clinical application of exercise science, physical therapy, and not on potentially the real world, ninety percent practical application that people are going to be using this information for whenever they leave us. Do you feel the same way? Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. Yeah. And like even in lecture, there'd be times where we'd be like, "Oh, like we." We've, make fun of like body like bodybuilders like gym bros things like that. and like yeah there's some dumb shit that people do in the gym but like at the same time like I don't know I there's a, not very many physical f- therapist physiques that I envy I'll just put it at that um and like Yeah, a lot of the thing with PT school too is a lot of these professors like aren't actually treating on a regular basis. They don't have the, they don't have the same perspective as a PT who's actually treating, especially a PT who's actually treating athletes. So they might say like, oh, you should do like this much amount of manual or whatever and stuff, but then you really don't have that much time in your day to actually do that with every patient. Um, Or they'll say, or they assume that your patient like. There's so many, like, um, there's a lot of special tests that we have where it's like, all right, if this is positive, then they've got shoulder impingement. If this is positive, it's potentially a torn labrum. And, like, the more time I spend out in the clinic, the more you realize that the special tests really aren't that special. And you can kind of take away what someone needs more so from looking at the move and looking at their strength and looking at what actually is bothering them rather than some arbitrary test that nine times out of 10, might not tell you very really that much or something that you wouldn't already suspect from other things that can give you more useful information to work with.
0: No, I, I actually love that answer. I, I think that that's, like I said, very closely related to my experience in college. And um, I, I also think it's unfortunate and I get why universities implement the curriculums the way that they do. And I think part of it has to do with if they were to mostly preach towards specific populations of hey we are going to be talking about how exercise science relates to bodybuilders or relates to professional athletes and how physical therapy relates to professional athletes and bodybuilders and powerlifters and like you know professional crossfitters and like it that is portraying i think a view that is almost like unrealistically exciting for most people because the majority of physical therapists the majority of people that graduate with an exercise science degree are not going to be working with those populations. They're not going to be applying that knowledge towards those populations. Like for me, I'm very clearly like a unique example where I went to school for exercise science and I work with, you know, high level bodybuilders. Like I work with people that are pushing the limits in that realm. And you, I know that we can talk about this a little bit more. You're actually working with people that are trying at least at the moment trying to improve their fitness, going from like almost ground zero up to like hey, we're we're learning what we're doing. And you're job as that coach is more to like, instill basic movement principles as, as like a a physical therapist, you're like teaching them how to move rather than trying to correct it later on. Right. Like you're, you're in, you're inverting that. And I think that's really cool, but you're probably also not learning how to do that. Right. Like you're learning how to fix the problems mostly. And I, maybe this is me projecting rather than learning how to prevent the problems or, or is that, is that maybe a reach? No, that's,
1: uh, I'd agree with that. I think like Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. And I feel like, you know, the stuff that they teach us in PT school, like, is like, yeah, I could help someone who's not... I don't know how to say this. Like, the stuff they teach us in PT school, you could help, like... You you could help, like, generally kind of, like, someone who's not the most active person with some of the stuff you learn there. But if you want to work with somebody who's like more high level, like you mentioned, like a high level bodybuilder, athlete, whatever, it takes a little bit more than like, three sets of 10 table band exercises to actually get them back into shape. So but yeah, like you said, like, I think didn't really teach us like how to like get someone started in like the right way in PT school, a little bit in exercise science, I had an undergrad in exercise science. But like, even then, like, like you said, it was very like, bare bones ish. Um, when it yeah. comes to material,
0: it was skimmed skimmed yes. over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I can definitely relate to that. And, um, and I would say my degree is probably a little bit more specific. And I mean, I really enjoyed my time in school, but mm-hmm. I, I've mentioned this before. Like I, I could have not gone to school and still ended up where I am. Like, I don't <laughs> think that, I don't think that me going to college was a prerequisite for me getting to the position I'm in. So yeah. would I trade it, no, but do I think that people should potentially think twice before just spending, you know, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to school? I think I think so. I think that yeah. is that is a question that most most people should ask. Like, is there a different route that I can go that's a better use of my time, better use of my money, more efficient, and potentially going to get me started quicker? And that's a another conversation for another day, but but definitely agree with you there. And I think that this is a good point to shift into the cosplay conversation. So Super interesting. I'm really glad that, like, whenever we started, this was immediately brought up and we talked about this extensively because this is part of what we work together on. But can you walk me through kind of how you got started in the scene, how you got into cosplay and then now where you're at and kind of where you're trying to shift yourself within that community? Because I'm very interested in this. Yeah.
1: Okay. so I started cosplaying basically like this past December. um, I'm almost here now.
0: I don't I mean maybe let's define cosplay let's talk about oh, okay. what cosplay is for anyone that doesn't know what it is
1: so cosplay like I just say it's like Halloween every day you just dress up as a character from like usually anime um superhero properties video games those are like the three that come to mind initially but like people do like stranger things people do like um cartoons people do whatever and it's just a fun way of like I like it because I feel like it's a nice form of creative expression. I like makeup. I like clothes. I like dress up. I love Halloween. So, um, and a lot of times people will like do photo shoots. So go to conventions, things like that. Uh, so I got started with it this past December. I decided to go to an anime convention in Pittsburgh. My first one since middle school. <laughs> um, and I, Decided to cosplay for it because, like, I had always like at that point I kind of like wanted to try cosplay, but I was so nervous <laughs> to put myself out there like um in that capacity. So I was like, "All right, we're gonna do it for the anime convention. Like, can't go wrong there." And like, people wanted to take wanted to take pictures with me, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm actually like good at this, or I have some potential to be good at this." And from there, I was like. I want to do this again. And I started looking up like Pittsburgh photographers or photographers and um, my uh, friend Jeff, who I work with mostly now, he um, has this cosplay super shoot where he runs out of studio. People come and like, it's a lot cheaper because we all do our shoots in the one studio. Um, And he had one coming up. I believe like the next weekend or the weekend after that. And I messaged him and I was like, hey, like, would love to shoot with you sometime. I saw that your spots are all full for this next super shoot. um, But I just wanted to reach out just in case you have something coming up soon afterwards. And lucky enough, like someone was sick and like couldn't make the shoot. And he's like, it's yours if you want it. So I went and met a ton of really awesome people in the community. uh, Super, super welcoming community. And Jeff's an amazing photographer. I had some really great shoots. And um, from there, I've just been like, yeah go, going forward with it and doing more and more characters building more and more props and things like that and it been a really good time
0: no and i think that's really awesome and i definitely wanted to define what cosplay was because i'm sure that there's not a lot of people that know exactly what it, it is maybe they've heard the term maybe they've passively seen people in cosplay but they've never put two and two together um and i actually know that that was me for a little while where i was like okay like i think I might know what cosplay is, and I'm not sure if you asked me to define it if I could, but um, I like the Halloween every day. I think that that's a great analogy. So um, moving into where you are currently with your cosplay and also with your fitness and your fitness coaching. And the, the part of the conversation I'm probably the most interested in, and I think that maybe the, the listeners would be the most interested in as well, is cosplay and fitness. And potentially how subgroups can fall behind whenever it comes to fitness and potentially why that is. And I have a couple of my theories, but I want to hear yours. Like, why do you feel like certain subgroups and let's just let's use cosplayers as as an example. But I know that before we had talked about like video gamers, we had talked about, you know, theater uh, people. I don't know. What is the what is the term for for people that enjoy theater,
1: actors, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna,
0: the the theoreticians, not theoreticians. Um, but but no, and we were talking about like people who who potentially might avoid the fitness world in in this environment for whatever reason. And again, like I said, I have my theories, but I want to hear what yours are. And this could potentially talk in or transform into a little bit deeper of a conversation.
1: Yeah yeah basically so like i don't know what i didn't even realize that there were this was like an underserved community basically until i posted my own cosplay photos and i had people reach out to me and be like I asked me fitness advice, like, how can I look like you type of thing? And then I started talking to more and more cosplayers and just, yeah, I realized that a lot of people in the cosplay community, like either have like previous injuries. A lot of them had been involved in theater and things like that before. Um, and I feel like a lot of times, like not that I've really had direct conversations with many people about like why they hadn't reached out to a coach or anything like that before, but I do feel like general fitness, especially bodybuilding culture sports culture, all of that is very, um, bro for lack of a better term. And I feel like, like cosplayers, video game people, theater people, we're not, I don't care about football. I don't care about sports except for like rugby and hockey a little bit, but like, I love watching anime. I love a good fight scene. I love things like that. And it's just different things that excite. That community more so than others, and I feel like tapping into that sort of passion and that sort of motivation is what can create more of a fitness regime for cosplayers, people in the nerdy community. It's just a different thing that fires us up more than other people in the fitness community. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I I think that just going off of what you said, I, I think that there is a an air of exclusivity and intimidation with fitness, um, especially getting started. And this is something that I've talked extensively about with other people, but it's hard for me to put my, myself in someone else's position that is walking into the gym for the first time. Yeah. And I, because I don't even remember whenever I was that young, because I've been in the gym forever, you know, like I, have always felt excited to be in the gym. Um, so I've never had that that barrier where like you walk into the gym and you're so overwhelmed and you see all these like you said bros that are just like look like complete douchebags from afar. There's like so so many things going on, like it's just incredibly overwhelming. So like the the barrier to entry for fitness, I feel like you have to get over a lot of stuff immediately before you ever convince yourself that it's okay to be there. It's okay to be at the gym. It's okay to be in this space, and I, I feel like. For people like in a cosplay community that is potentially very tightly knit, it's probably tightly knit in a lot of ways because they have felt excluded from a lot of other communities. And I feel like this is the way that a lot of like niche communities develop, you know, in a lot of ways this is how the fitness community has developed because a lot <laughs> of fitness people were originally outcasts from things like sports or whatever else it might have been. And they developed that, that bond through, through some, some group, some group dynamic. and. I, I had noticed that, that the fitness space is incredibly exclusive and it's really hard to break into that and feel comfortable. And if you're someone who doesn't immediately feel comfortable in an environment like that, it's pretty much impossible unless you have help, unless you have someone who is, is a training partner with you. Who's a coach, who's someone who can like alleviate some of that stress, someone who can make you feel more comfortable being there. So for you. I know that that's part of it, right? Part of what you're trying to do with your community is making people more comfortable, making them feel like they belong, educating them on the basics so that they don't walk into the gym feeling immediately like an outcast, right? So if you want to expand on that a little bit, because I think that that would be like super helpful.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, really like yeah i've noticed that a lot with some of the people i've talked to with this like even within like my um discord community we've had we've been talking about like conventions that people were planning to go to and like doing like a gym session together and there's you know there's been um people who are like i'm not gonna like look as like fit as you guys and i'm just like no it's a journey like you're starting where you're starting and like we're all gonna go to the gym together and have that supportive community for that person who's like newer to training to feel comfortable and be with people who can like show them the ropes and you know like make sure you have like a buddy like I'm very much that way I get super anxious in new situations so like being able to like talk to people even if the gym like like for me the same as you it's not like it's hard for me to imagine being intimidated to go to the gym anymore but there are other situations where I definitely feel awkward or intimidated and I want a buddy or support there so definitely I've been able to kind of tap into that with the cosplay community I feel like definitely having like some sort of like like communication with cosplayers like giving them a game plan whenever they first get into the gym has been really helpful i've sent a lot of people just like sample workouts to try so that they don't have to think too much about what to do and they can just go do whatever I whatever it out and just feel comfortable and not worry about like hitting numbers and things like that just get in there and develop that kind of consistency and desensitization to going in there
0: no, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. And like one thing I maybe you and I can talk about this deeper in, in a whole different podcast, but ways that we can potentially make the fitness space more inclusive to everyone. And like I, I had mentioned before, and like you reiterated, it's like this this space, this recreation, this activity, whatever you want to call it a sport, it's incredibly hard to get initiated into there's just there's just a lot that you have to learn a lot that you have to overcome to become comfortable in a gym you know like that's it's hard so I think that may, might be like a whole different conversation that we can have beyond just cosplay because I think that that is a really interesting rabbit hole that we can go down but just beyond that I I want to thank you for doing this because I know that you're not super familiar with podcasts, not super familiar with like Instagram lives. We've been there before and sometimes getting in front of a camera and talking and knowing that other people on the other side are going to be hearing, it's a little bit intimidating. So I appreciate you for for doing this with me and, and helping out. But before we go, I did want to ask you one thing. And this is one thing that I am going to try. And if I can, end a lot of these podcast episodes with, but it's just a simple question. And that simple question is, if there was one thing that you could do in your life and you were guaranteed success, what would it be? And it can be anything. It can oh, be something just, that makes you money, something that fills your bucket. It can be a relationship, it can be anything.
1: Just cosplay modeling. If I could have that as my full-time career. I love PT. I love fitness, but if I could just do cosplay, I don't know. I would. I would probably still do a little bit of like PT stuff on the side because I like it so much, but... If I was, if that was my main career, yeah, I would 100% be that. Just modeling for cosplay. (laughs)
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. So no, I will let you go again. Really appreciate it. But before we go, I would love for you to drop some plugs, let people know where they can find you and let people know where they can find some more information about you.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm primarily active on like Instagram and Twitter. Um, My Instagram, I have two. I have Abby K period fit which is my fitness Instagram and then Abby K cosplays which is cosplay Instagram. Those are all just Abby K cosplays There's no like dash period anything like that. Um, and then I, my Twitter is Abby K with two underscores at the end. And those are my primary socials at this, point, at this point.
0: And I will definitely link that as well. But what about you want to drop a discord shout out oh, discord yes. that you just started?
1: Yeah, I have so I have a fitness cosplay Discord um called the Training Arc, and basically we talk about fitness and cosplay and how the two kind of correlate. Talk about conventions that we want to go to together, cosplays we're working on, um physique goals for those cosplays, things like that. So if anybody is interested, feel free to reach out for me on DM on either Instagram or Twitter, and I'd love to have you in the community.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you jumping on here. And for anyone else who is trying to find Abby, trying to find any more information about me or Progressive Performance, that will all be in the show notes and linked below. So thank you again, Abby. Have a great day and we'll definitely talk later.
1: Thank you.